As the Rector of St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, may I welcome you to this podcast and wish you every blessing in the new year. We have been offering these online services every week since the first lockdown began back in March 2020, and we shall continue to do so, particularly since the guidelines relating to live services can still change at very short notice. Each service combines archive recordings of our choir and congregational singing with newly recorded readings, intercessions and sermons. And we'd like you to know that we keep a candle burning before the altar here each day as a sign of hope, and we give thanks for you all. May the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins.
A very warm welcome to our service of choral evensong on this Epiphany Sunday. Wherever you are in the world and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him through our Lord Jesus Christ our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent. According to thy promises, declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the book of Baruch, chapter 4, beginning at the 36th verse. Look toward the east, O Jerusalem, and see the joy that is coming to you from God. Behold, your sons are coming, whom you sent away. They are coming, gathered from east and west, at the word of the Holy One, rejoicing in the glory of God. Take off your, the garment of your sorrow and affliction, O Jerusalem, and put on forever the beauty of the glory from God. Put on the robe of the righteousness from God. Put on your head the diadem of the glory of the everlasting. For God will show your splendor everywhere under heaven. For your name will forever be called by God, peace of righteousness and glory of godliness. Arise, O Jerusalem, stand upon the height and look toward the east and see your children gathered from west and east at the word of the Holy One rejoicing that God has remembered them. For they went forth from you on foot, led away by their enemies, but God will bring them back to you, carried in glory as on a royal throne. For God has ordered that every high mountain and the everlasting hills be made low and the valleys filled up, to make level ground, so that Israel may walk safely in the glory of God. The woods and every fragrant tree have shaded Israel at God's command. For God will lead Israel with joy in the light of his glory, with the mercy and righteousness that come from him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to John, chapter 2, beginning at the first verse. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there were set there six water-pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water-pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and saith unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
God, who by the leading of a star manifested your only Son to the peoples of the earth, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may at last behold your glory face to face, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. In Epiphany, we celebrate the revelation of God incarnate as Jesus Christ. Whilst we focus primarily in the Western Church on the visit of the Magi, we will also mark the baptism of Christ, the start of his ministry, and the wedding at Cana, his first miracle, which we've just heard in our readings. This evening, I'd like to share some reflections that occurred to me whilst reading the stories of the Magi and the wedding at Cana regarding the value of receptive gazing and listening in our spiritual lives. At Cana, when the wine ran out, Mary speaks to the servants about her son. Do whatever he tells you, she says. There are echoes here of the transfiguration when a voice from heaven announces, this is my son whom I have chosen. Listen to him. At Cana, Christ's instructions concern filling the jars of water. We should recognise how obtuse this might have appeared. The wine has run out prematurely. and Jesus suggests they fill the jars with water. What does he have in mind? Would everyone be encouraged to rehydrate to save them from any morning headache, perhaps? We might be reminded of the story from Kings, where Naaman, who seeks a cure for his leprosy, is told to bathe in the Jordan seven times. He responds angrily. I thought that Elijah would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy, he says. Are not the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not have washed in them and be cleansed? Naaman's servant saves the day. My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you, wash and be cleansed? Servants are well disposed to hear Christ's instruction. Elsewhere in the gospel, Jesus says as much, the greatest among you shall be like the youngest and the one who leads like the one who serves. I am among you as one who serves. And he calls us to do likewise. The same kind of receptivity is helpful in prayer. When you pray, Jesus says, do not babble. Do not think that you will be heard because of your many words. John Main, a Benedictine monk who initiated the Christian meditation movement, writes, In meditation, we do not think, seek to think about God, nor do we seek to think about his son, Jesus, nor do we seek to think about the Holy Spirit. We are trying, rather, to do something immeasurably greater. By turning aside from everything that is passing, everything that is contingent, we seek not just to think about God, but to be with God, to experience him as the ground of our being. It is one thing to know that Jesus is the revelation of the Father, that Jesus is the way to the Father, but quite another to experience the presence of Jesus within us, 
and in that experience to be brought into the presence of his father and our father. This is very much consistent with Benedictine tradition. Indeed, the first word of the rule of St. Benedict is escuta, listen. And this kind of listening, it strikes me, has much in common with gazing, such as the gazing, I imagine, of the Magi on the Christ child and his mother. It involves a laying aside of our own desires to rest in a spirit of devotion, to be receptive. Part of my Christmas and Epiphany routine involves visiting the National Gallery to spend some time in front of the great artistic representations of those events. And there's a particular tradition in the Eastern Church of icon gazing, a kind of divine looking. In his book, Ponder These Things, Praying with Icons of the Virgin, Rowan Williams, writing of those traditional icons where the Christ child's face is seen touching that of his mother, he provides the following reflection. If we begin, as most of us tend to, with a notion that God stands at a distance waiting for us to make a move in his direction, this image should give us something of a shock. The Lord here does not wait, impassive, as we babble on about our shame and penitence trying to persuade him that we are worth forgiving. His love is instead that of an eager and rather boisterous child, scrambling up on his mother's lap, seizing handfuls of her clothing and nuzzling his face against hers. With that extraordinary hunger for sheer physical closeness that children will show with loving parents. What a beautiful revelation that is, and yet it's important that we don't confuse the consolation with its source. As John Main reminds us, prayer is not an exercise in seeking spiritual highs. Another of my New Year routines involves either walking up a hill or a view from the sea, somewhere to contemplate creation. In his poem, Sea Watching, R.S. Thomas provides a reflection on a dispassionate gazing, because as Caris Walsh puts it, in this poem, watching and praying become indistinguishable. They cannot be told one from another. Watching for the rare bird over the sea, or for God in the torrents and eddies of our prayer, is to pray. Grey waters, vast as an area of prayer that one enters daily over a period of years, I have let my eye rest on them. Was I waiting for something? Nothing but that continuous waving that is without meaning occurred. Ah, but a rare bird is rare. It is when one is not looking, at times one is not there, that it comes. 
you must wear your eyes out as others their knees. I became the hermit of the rocks, habited with the wind and the mist. There were days so beautiful, the emptiness it might have filled. Its absence was as its presence, not to be told any more. So single my mind after its long fast, my watching from praying. Amen. Let us pray. God of wonder and of light, by the guiding of a star the wise men came to worship your Son. May your church be a beacon to draw all people to kneel at your presence. Give grace to all who share your name to proclaim your praise. We ask for your blessing 
on all who serve this parish of St. Brides. We pray for the leaders of your holy churches, especially Alison, our rector, Sarah, our bishop, Justin and Stephen, our archbishops. And we pray at this time for the church in the Holy Land. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. God of power and might, news of your Christ child's birth filled Herod with fear. Transform the hearts of all in political office to serve your kingdom with joy. We pray for the leaders of the nations. We ask for your blessing on our Queen and government. And we continue to pray for journalists around the world and especially those who are in harm's way in the course of their work. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. God of mystery and wisdom, in your Son you make known the purpose of your love. Bless our homes and those with whom we share joy and laughter, pains and sorrows. United in a common humanity, may we come to share the promises of Christ. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. God of healing and restoration, we seek your anointing presence on all who suffer. We remember especially those in our parish community in this city and around the world who are in need at this time. We remember in the silence of our hearts any others known to us. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. God of glory, your radiance fills the heavens and our prayers rise to you like incense. Hear us as we lay before you those who have died in faith and fear. We pray especially for all the recently departed and those whose years mind comes at this time. Rest eternal grant unto them, O Lord, and let light perpetual shine upon, upon them. May we all come to see the dawning light of your rising glory. Lord, in thy mercy, hear our prayer. We commend ourselves and all for whom we have prayed to the mercy and protection of God. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the, for the sake, sake of thy Son, our, our Saviour Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
the peace of God which passeth all understanding keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always.